This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I like to divvy up that pie. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Minnesota's looking to move off him for the right pick. They are. He's unhappy there. Look at his Instagram. Adam Thielen of the Vikings every day is like, I love America. Stephon Diggs is, pay me some money. Give me respect. Now, he's expensive. He's $14 bucks, but he's a great player, and they are a loaded roster, and they're going to have to move him anyway, and I think now is the time. Reckless speculation. <laughs> was that it? What just happened there? I heard that was Colin oh. Cowherd yesterday oh. talking about Stefan Dick. Let's play it one more time yeah. here, all right? Welcome back, Rami. <laughs> what did he say about Adam Thielen? Here's uh, Colin Cowherd yesterday on what? The Herd. Minnesota's looking to move off him for the right pick. They are. He's unhappy there. Look at his Instagram. Adam Thielen of the Vikings every day is like, I love America. Stephon Diggs is, pay me some money. Give me respect. Now, he's expensive. He's $14 bucks, but he's a great player, and they are a loaded roster, and they are going to have to move him anyway, and I think now is the time. Reckless speculation. Was that like his patented like white guy voice? Is that what he was doing for Adam Thielen? Like you know how comedians will go into like hey, like I'm not going to fall from the nan in the tailpipe. Like yeah. was that is that what Colin Coward was doing there? I don't know for Adam Thielen. And when did Adam Thielen yell "I love America"? Well, I'm I'm going through Adam <laughs> Thielen's Instagram right now, and the second to last post, he does have a, a Hormel Foods sponsored post. Hot dogs, America. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta pictures I, of him and his wife. Hold on, I gotta pictures find of him this. at the beach. Pictures oh, of him man. holding his kid up and some wispy. Is this on Twitter or Instagram? This Any is on Instagram. Meats on the grill. The, the Insta. Hold on, I gotta it's, go there. I thought now, it was the gram. Instagram. By the way, Judd Zolgad is now on Instagram at Jay Is Zolgad. it Insta or is it the gram? I, I've I've been worried. I've been saying. Don the, told me it's the wife. Told me it's Insta. I say the gram. I've been saying. I the like gram. the gram. I like the gram. It rolls off the tongue much better. Reckless speculation. I, I mean, Ste- the- Stefan Diggs has deleted, as and Matthew Collar pointed this out days before the the rest of the world pointed this out. This has been a thing for a while, but he deleted all of his Vikings references on his Instagram page. And so here, here let me set the scene here. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh, later on at 5 o'clock, write that down predictions and an accountability session. But here's what we know. Let's unpack the Stefan Diggs drama because we know that We've got talking heads and steam. Colin Cowherd on his show yesterday suggesting the Vikings are behind the scenes looking to move on from Stefan Diggs. There's been some, some counter reports on the other side. 
We know there's been some level of friction between Diggs and the team just based on what happened earlier in the year and Diggs boycotting practice and taking a big fine. Uh, we know that he's now deleted all Vikings references from his Instagram page. He only has like 12 photos going back to 2016, which means he must have had a ton of Vikings photos on his page. And he's been sending cryptic tweets all month long. But did you guys see that he's deleted all the cryptic Saw tweets? That. The last tweet that's on his timeline is from February 7th, and it's Kawhi Leonard making a weird facial expression. Oh, so the tweets are all gone now. Okay. That's the most recent right. tweet that he left up. He went yeah. back and deleted all the ominous tweets that had people trying to figure out what exactly they meant. Okay. So all of these things, we also know the Vikings are very much strapped for salary cap space, and so they will need to make some moves, and Diggs makes a lot of money. So if you guys were Rick Spielman, I don't care what you think they will do. I want you guys to answer the question of what should they do. If you were Rick Spielman, would you look to shop Stefan Diggs? Let's dive into this. Right now, based on this stuff, based on... Well, between now and the free agency opening. You know, no, I wouldn't because I've signed him. He is, controversial take, by far and away, my best receiver. It's not close, in my opinion. 19 is a nice player. I like him. Um, but I think I have pretty much proven that if I take Thielen away from Diggs, Diggs is still a top-flight receiver. And if I take Diggs away from Thielen, Adam is a very nice player. So, no, I would not. If he is a bit disgruntled by things, um, that would not cause me to shop him. Now, if he elects to not report to um, minicamps, OTA, if he starts to cause problems, I might examine that. But as of right now, based on what, what we know and what transpired in week four last year, I'm not shopping. Am I working under the assumption that they're they're trying to win now, right? They're still trying to win now? That's all indications yeah. seem to lead us to believe that they're trying to win now. I'm hearing Mike Zimmer is going to get a contract extension. Maybe Kirk Cousins gets a contract extension. It doesn't sound like they are going to tear this thing down and rebuild anytime soon. And so, no, if the, if the Kirk Cousins plan is in effect for at least one more year and maybe more than that, I what do I keep saying about Kirk Cousins? He's exactly as good as whatever you put around him in terms of system, mm-hmm. in terms of talent, in terms of even the defense and how that affects things, special teams. Kirk Cousins isn't going to raise up the level of the Vikings. He's probably not going to tear it down either as long as you have the right pieces around him. And I have a hard time believing you're going to find a better wide receiver out there in a trade or a free agency or in the draft better than Stephon Diggs. He's a top 10 wide receiver in this league in my eyes. So, no, I'm not. As as long as the plan is win now, no, you need Stephon Diggs. Let's see, what you just said is probably part of it for Diggs in that he's, I, I, I read this to be, if, if you just read the tea leaves going back to the fall, I think it's fair to say that he's probably not thrilled with his situation in Minnesota. Not from a money standpoint necessarily, but we all think what Rami just said, that he's one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL. He knows he's one of the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. And yet, if you look at wide receiver targets in 2019, 45 wide receivers were targeted more often than Stefan Diggs was last year. Now, he did miss a game, right. and he was he was dinged a little bit, but a lot of guys were. He had 94 targets on the season behind guys like Cole Beasley and Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette had more targets. Leonard Fournette, the running back, mm-hmm. had more targets than Stefan Diggs did last year. Austin Hooper... Tight end. He's a good tight end, but like he's not Stefan Diggs. 
And so I think, like, just putting myself in his shoes, and I'm not saying, I, I don't know if it's to the point where he's demanding out, like Cowherd asserted at the top of the segment, but he's probably looking around at a lot of high-powered, exciting offenses, and he sees that the Vikings sat 30th in the NFL in pass attempts last year, and they were 200 pass attempts behind the leading team, the Falcons. Not that the Falcons have the blueprint to copy, but... They were 100 pass attempts behind the Super Bowl champions. I mean, it, the Vikings do have a Ferrari in the garage, and they drive it like 10 times. Well, and, so, I mean, and he knows that. And what I was told for a fact was when he didn't show up uh, for the team meetings after the Week 4 loss in Chicago, and then he didn't show up for practice on Wednesday, it was not that it was a Kirk cousins Stefan Diggs problem. He did not like the system. And now you've sort of doubled down on that system because Gary Kubiak's not going to say, oh, you know, let's change to... Uh, uh, have um, Stefan Diggs run all these nine routes, little football for you there, and have uh, you know Kirk Cousins football. air the ball out constantly. So the I could easily see him saying, "Hold on a second here," and especially if he knows. Now here's here is the the it's not a conspiracy theory, but the theory that I've thrown out there too is, you know, it, as much as I wouldn't sign Delvin Cook to an extension. Mike Zimmer loves Delvin Cook, and I would not be surprised if it's gotten out behind the scenes in Egan that they are going to sign him to an extension. So let's say Delvin Cook is coming back and he's going to be happy. Then he's the linchpin of that Kubiak offense. So now you've got Cousins keeping Cook happy. You've got at least one, if not two, tight ends who are going to catch the ball quite a bit. You've got Thielen on the other side of Diggs. And then the last Diggs thing that I will throw in, and I think it was Collar who pointed this out off the coach's film of the San Francisco game, is if you go back and watch that coach's film, and this is not just true of that game, but that one in particular, how many times do you see Diggs deep down the field throwing his hand up like, I'm here, dude. The Randy Moss We're We're dying here. I'll catch the ball, dude. And Kirk, either because it wasn't the play or because Kirk was in a blind panic because of pressure, was like, sorry, Stefan. So I could see a lot of things behind the scenes that would make him think, I'm making a lot of money, and I like the team, but is that the best place for me? Yeah, and it's not, this is one of the rare instances. I I wish we had analytics on, if we could like have analytics on how many times in the NFL does a guy delete all references to a team. I feel like it happens five times a year. Somebody just tweeted me that he does it every offseason. He just that washes Stephon everything. Stephon Diggs does this every offseason. He'll wipe off all his Vikings-related stuff from his Instagram. I don't know if that's true or not. It was Red Red tweeted at me, and at Score North. See, that's the type of information we need. He says, this happens every offseason, and he deleted them a few weeks ago. Diggs clears out his Vikings-related IG every offseason. By the way, how does he know that? Simon says it is Insta. He says he's a Gen Seer, and the gram is only used sarcastically. That's what I was told last night at home. Insta doesn't roll off the tongue. I was much mo- more comfortable no, I, with. The I was gram. mocked. I was mocked for saying the gram. What about, I, what com- about just calling it IG? Sometimes mm. I feel like I call it IG. I don't know, dude. You know, not me. I'm. I'm an. I think it's Insta IG, and then the gram is like only if I'm talking about it in mocking terms. This sounds like it should be a Twitter poll. See, Jonathan, I, can you cue this up? See, I took is a it, year and a month for us to reveal how old we are. Good job, guys. <laughs> Dude, I'm 50. I don't care. And I, I called home last night and said I joined the gram, and I was told it's not the gram, it's Insta. All right. Is it Insta, the gram, or IG? Put it on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami poll there. All right. right. By the way, if you have thoughts on Stefan Diggs, uh, we're, we're guest free the rest of the hour. 651 646 8255. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. I think the key question is if he's upset, how much does that matter? 
If he, if he's upset or annoyed, if he's just he just doesn't like being targeted only 94 times, he wants 140, 150 targets because he because he feels like that's what he deserves and he's probably going through a phase where he looks around the NFL and sees a lot of guys that aren't as good as him racking up more yards and more catches and Do you think he becomes a problem because that's it the only matters if he becomes pro- I mean, if he doesn't like it and and he even comes to his coaches and complains, that could be dealt with. The best the best plan of attack is work through it. The Vikings should try to work through this if there's something to work through because they don't have, Rami alluded to this earlier, they don't have a quarterback that elevates wide receivers. If you take him off this team, Cousins gets worse. There are quarterbacks that can take guys who are meh and raise them up to be pro bowlers. Yep. In this case, I think Thielen and Diggs are elevating Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They definitely raise the level of Kirk Cousins. I don't think you can trade him. And I, I don't think that every time you see a quote-unquote outburst from Stefan Diggs, that that means that he's a problem. It was obviously a problem when he didn't show up to work for two days. All right, that's going to be a problem for anybody. And then you go to a press conference coughing every fourth word to convince people that you were sick. And it sounds like every sick call that anybody who ever fake called into sick ever made. That's a problem. But I don't think every time Stefan Diggs is yelling on the sidelines or or being expressive in any way, that it's necessarily a problem. I think that's something that people put on him and a lot of a lot of guys around the league for whatever reason. And we can delve into the reasons if you want, but we've seen Adam Thielen have some of the same blow ups on the sideline and it doesn't seem to catch the same ire from the same people. I'll just leave yeah, it at that. But th- yes, I hear you, and that is a thing. That that definitely is a thing. Yeah. I mean, Thielen didn't miss work for a couple although days. The, he although, doesn't post cryptic things on Twitter. Like, there is a difference. You know, he just says, I love America. Yeah, but when Thielen melted <laughs> down on Cousins, we, we got on, on him, too. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you came to me and said you could keep one of those two and only one of those two, I'm keeping Diggs. I'm yeah, not Diggs keeping Thielen. Younger. Yeah. Diggs is, he's a better receiver. Better, yeah. Diggs is, Diggs is truly a number one. I think Thielen's a very, very nice receiver. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's just, like, just for fun. All right, just just you know, just a few guys recklessly speculating around the old radio table here. Reckless speculation. Have you guys done a search through Patriots Twitter, Stefan? Just do a search through like Stefan Diggs Patriots. I try not. Yes. to search Patriots Twitter. Yes, I did because Nesson did a whole thing on how they can fit him into the salary cap. Yes, I'm glad it's you. Hilarious. I'm glad you brought that article to uh, the table here because is it possible? If let's say let's say that behind the scenes everything that we're sort of like the cryptic tweets and deleting Vikings things from Instagram, let's say there is some smoke here, and let's let's say that they that both sides have reached a point where all right, it's just it's time to move on here. All right, I'm not saying it's to that point, but if let's just go down that path for a second, could Stefan Diggs be the linchpin to where Tom Brady eventually winds up? Because what's the biggest beef right now between Tom Brady and the Patriots? It's Dude, like, I don't know who I'm throwing the ball to. These guys run idiot routes. Julian Edelman's 90 years old with his crunched up bones. And, like, Gronk is gone. He can't throw to anybody. And smarter people than me who evaluate the film, the pro football focus guy, I think Sam Munson did an evaluation of this last week. So they kind of went in looking at Tom Brady's film from afar and thought, yeah, he's getting old. But then I went and did a deep dive, and it was the receiver's fault. Tom Brady still has it. So... The Patriots have like $30 million in salary cap space, and that article speculates they could also, if they were to include Mohamed Sanu in a deal back to the Vikings, that clears like $6.5 more. 
would you have to boot somebody else out to pay Tom Brady twenty five or thirty million and Stefan Diggs cap hit of ten or eleven? You'd have to do some things to make it work. But if the Patriots' path to getting Tom Brady back was to land a receiver like Stefan Diggs, they'd probably be willing to overpay for it. Which uh, leads me to their draft picks this season. They actually have five picks in the first three rounds. Okay, they have twelve overall picks in this year's draft. Oh, have you put together a draft package for Stefan Diggs to the Patriots? Reckless speculation. You want reckless speculation? You know this thing happen. How about reckless trade speculation? All right, just for fun, if the Patriots offered you. And this would be an overpay, I think. But the Patriots would be looking to get Tom Brady back and take one more run at this thing for another year or two with one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and then whatever's left of Julian Edelman, who all of a sudden gets better because Stefan Diggs is on the field. Mm-hmm. If the Patriots offered you a first and a third and Muhammad Sanu, so so you wouldn't be gutting your wide receiver group. You'd what, be adding Muhammad Sanu. What's their first? What number? Um... What are they like? I think it's it's late. I mean, like twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I think I late. saw that they're twenty three. Okay, if I'm not so, so you would have you'd have two picks in the twenties then in the first round because your pick. I think you and the Patriots are the Patriots are twenty third. The Vikings are twenty. Are you asking what I would do or first, what I think Rick Spielman would do? Uh, both first, a third, and Muhammad Sanu for Stefan Diggs, and that's the linchpin to get Tom Brady to go back to New England. So now I've got an, another third round pick, and I've got two first round picks. <laughs> Reckless speculation. I mean, you guys know I'm I'm all about trying to move up in this draft substantially. Perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, do I think the Vikings would do it? I do not. Would I? You cons- don't think the Vikings, if if if, if things run shaky ground with Diggs, you don't think they would take a first round pick, a third, and a veteran receiver? Well, they, it would have to be a situation where I didn't think Stefan Diggs would play for me. Right. Agreed. That's kind of where this starts. Right. Okay. Like if if you think you can, if you think well, it's I'll, fine, then you keep it. I'll combine myself with Rick. I'll I'll create one great football mind and say that if I do <laughs> if I do that, if I've got the great football brain. Of Spielman slash Zolgad. It's a double football brain. You need to unbutton an extra button there is what you need to do. <laughs> then, yes, I uh, I make the trade. Yes, because I get two first-round picks if I'm re- and a third-round If round I'm pick. rebuilding, yeah, I, I take yeah. the trade, and then I try and flip those picks into the pick that gets me Tua. But this wouldn't – so so hear me out on this. All right, again, this is predicated on – you're not really sure, like – Stefan Diggs is mad enough or upset enough to where it just might be a problem right. and a team's well, offering you something, this. right? So you're this you, is what I need. You, you would if he if he if I need to trade Stefan Diggs, I would entertain that, but only to flip those picks to get up to get Tua. But you wouldn't necessarily because, because you're getting Mohamed Sanu back as well, you're not yeah. necessarily punting on the entire thing. You'd be getting a good wide receiver. You're getting Mohamed Sanu back. But he's he'd he's, be a good solid number two. We just two finished talking about how well, good hold on Stephon a second. So is. Phil, are you saying that you might make this trade, but you would just keep the picks and draft a twenty three and twenty five? Well, I mean, if I could leverage one of the picks to get I mean, Tua, I would as try well. to get up higher. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I would, I would flat out. So, so let's for the sake of this conversation say that the Lions are going to take two a third, and you can't get two third. You absolutely can't. I would still take those two picks and try to move up to get a really good offensive tackle to get a more dynamic player. Absolutely. So, if I had to trade Diggs and I got two first round picks. No matter what, if I have two first-round picks, I'm going to try and package those picks to get up in the first round to address a need in the best way I possibly can. And if you take 
the Rami path, I love that path, but let's say you can't get to it. He's, he's going to go third. It's either going to be the Dolphins making a trade with the Lions that you can't match, or the Lions are just going to stand pat and replace Matthew Stafford. Would that man, Mel Kuyper... Reckless speculation. Oh, that oh I, I didn't look at it. Oh, oh, dude, you haven't seen this yet? I've been unplugged. Oh, my God. I completely unplugged well, plug, for like three days. Plug back in right now, baby. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. All right, Jonathan, let's fire this up here. Let's. Not, I, I'm so happy that Rami has not seen this. I yet. haven't seen this it is at amazing, all. Okay, what happened? Godfather mock. We'll speed through this because I think a lot of people heard this on yesterday's show. So he's got his 2.0 mock draft out. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow number one, Chase Young number two. Pretty standard. I think everyone's got sure. those to go one and two. Yeah, right? yeah. And then he looks in for the sign. He's on the mound. He I'm leans in. Myself right now. He leans in. And he shakes the catcher off once. Mm-hmm. And he shakes the catcher off again. Uh-huh. And the catcher calls time. He's like, what? What do you mean? And they meet on the mound. And Mel Kuyper says, number three to the Detroit Lions, Tua. Whoa. Whoa. I want to mock. Mock. And they keep him. Yeah. They're not trading him. Correct. Matthew Stafford, I believe, has one more year left on his contract in terms of like the dead money that you'd Before have to Before they can eat. get out of it, yeah. Yep. So it might be a perfect situation. You could either move Stafford now if you wanted to and just, just literally roll with any backup forgot quarterback. forgot who, who it was that I saw, but somebody I respect very much as far as their NFL acumen said that the Lions aren't trading Matthew Stafford because it'll cost them a fortune to trade him this offseason. Right. That any rumors to that effect are erroneous. Oh, no, no. You don't trade him. This off No, you keep him for one more year is what it sounds like Phil is saying. You get out from under the money after this year and correct. Tua's ready to go. But you allow Tua to have a red shirt year in which he can rehab and can go to meetings. Yes, that's the plan. That makes sense. Also, the problem with this is for the Vikings is I don't know I'm I'm gonna guess that the Vikings have probably moved on from any Tua conversations if they even had them, but if the Lions are looking at Tua it becomes almost impossible for the Vikings to get him. Yeah. Because, because you're not like, getting like up to two. Joe Burrow's number one. Yep. And Chase Young's going number two. Like, and plus the Lions would charge you the NFC North tax too, right? But like the, the Vikings' best bet is if the first quarterback starved team, the Dolphins at five, if, if it was the Dolphins at five and they can move up to four, if they were even thinking about this. I think it was on Get Up this morning because that show is just all. NFL speculation now. That's what that show. That's <laughs> what that. It's for, yes. That's what that show has become since the season ended. Because they lean into the football so heavy that they have nothing else to do right now. So it's just all NFL, mostly quarterback speculation on Get Up right now. And sometimes Greeny uses trademark reckless speculation. Sometimes, sometimes you just sometimes, skirts it. Yeah, sometimes they're just doing it. Um, and uh, Burrow came out and said that he has leverage as far as the number one pick is concerned. Mm-hmm. So now there's some speculation that. If the Bengals feel they can't sign Joe Burrow and he doesn't want to play there and they trade out of the number one pick, now it becomes a bidding war for not only Burrow, but also teams that want to get ahead of the Lions to get Tua, if that's the quarterback that you're in love with. So if Burrow does try to sneak his way out of Cincinnati, this becomes real interesting when we talk about that number one pick because you're going to have teams who want Burrow and you're going to have teams that want Tua both trying to trade for that number one pick. The Burrow thing is bizarre, though, because basically 
it started a few weeks back that there was this speculation that he didn't want to play for the Bengals. And his family is from Ohio. So his parents recently basically came out and said, no, that's BS, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And then in some awards ceremony talking to the Fort Worth paper this week, that's where Burrow said, I've got leverage here. And he's not wrong about that. But now people are back to, okay, so you don't want to play for the Bengals. And now he's like, oh, no, no, that's not true. So this whole thing is completely, really bizarre. And it's great fun. But I think if you're the Vikings, I don't think that you could get up high enough to get Tua if Tua is going to go top three now. And that Lions thing, I don't know it's going to be the Lions, but I think that pick now, if if the medicals continue to come in clean for Tua, I think that pick now is going to be the Tua pick. I just feel like it is imperative for the Vikings to either go all in and improve this team and try to get back and make a run again and be aggressive in certain areas if it means you know getting rid of some veteran players with like Linval Joseph we talked about yesterday or be really bad next year. But they're, like being middle ground next year is a disaster zone because Kirk Cousins contract is up and then right. you wouldn't be bad enough to get a top quarterback. But they're so. 1000% as far as we we could tell especially if Spielman and Zim get year or two extensions they are 1000% going to try to run this back as much as possible to do what you said as the as the former like, I don't see any way, because these guys, they're not going to say, well, yeah, you know, we'll probably get fired, and but let's do the right thing for the future. So I think these guys are going to make some cuts that they don't want to have to make, free up some cap space, come back with Cousins, and try and run things back as much as they possibly can. Now, do I think that that makes them a Super Bowl contender? No, not really. Why this is... Reckless speculation. See, if someone, if someone can validate the Twitter follower, was it Red who said that Stefan Diggs deletes and just cleans out his Instagram every single year? I, I, I wonder if someone can corroborate that. And bravo to the first guy for even knowing that. But do the crypt, amazing but do investigative the, reporting. But the, the cryptic tweets that are now gone, they meant something. And here's the other thing too. Did they though? Well, well, maybe he just watches Jeopardy in the. He afternoon. could have been. He could Things have been getting interesting. He could, guy he could have been trolling. Went. But here, but here's the reason why this discussion can't be dismissed completely, which is glorious. When you don't show up for work for two days in the National Football League, it's true, you can't just be like, ah, there's nothing going on now. Now, perhaps he's trolling. Perhaps he's just a he's just a soul who likes to create controversy, like Patrick Royce. Who knows? But when you don't show up for two days of work, we can't sit here. And, and Phil, how many times in reporting did you attempt in your mind to dismiss something and it ended up at least being something? Like, you're yeah, like, I, ah, this means nothing. I'm always the other way. Honestly, I, I, I don't think, I think to dismiss it as nothing is wrong. Right. I think to blow it up into, oh my God, he for sure wants out, it's almost certainly in a gray area. And again, this guy is one of the five or ten best wide receivers in the NFL. If he played in a different system with a different offensive philosophy, he'd probably be, instead of being targeted 94 times, he probably gets targeted on the level of a, like a DeAndre Hopkins. Like He's probably a guy that gets to 1,500 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, and he knows that. So I can, I, can, I can see where he's coming from, but is it enough for him to for sure want out? Is it unfixable? I don't think it's to that point. I think this is a smoldering, a smoldering fire, boys. I think this is the smoldering fire that could easily be extinguished or so someone could accidentally pour gas on the fire. Zim would never do that. <laughs> but but I, I think there's something here, and I think it's smoldering, and I think you got a few flames 
but it's certainly not a full-fledged fire. I'm on Adam Thielen's Insta now that you I, it, uh, just I, say the gram. It feels so much better. To you say know what? Gram. Let's change. Let's change popular perception of the youngsters and call it the gram. All his family photos look like an Abercrombie ad. Like every every Thielen family photo with That's his true. wife and kids. That's true. They look like an Abercrombie ad. Minnesota's is, looking to move off him for the right pick. They are. He's unhappy there. Look at his Instagram. Adam Thielen of the Vikings every day is like, I love America. <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about? I'm so with you on that. <laughs> Nowhere on his timeline does it say. Are there any? American. Are there any American flags? There's anywhere? Nothing. There's nothing referencing America. Wait, are you saying that Adam Thielen doesn't like America? <laughs> I, I might. I might be looking I to trade him. Confirm nor deny. Well, if he's anti-American, he has something trade for him. Hormel. That's, that's, a, that's a, about as American are, as it gets. Exactly. Yeah, doesn't have an American flag on it or anything though. You, you know, you know what's American? <laughs> money, money, and saving lump sums of money is American. Let's talk about Tondrick wealth management here for a moment. And you know what? If you are a disgruntled wide receiver, at least you know that you can look at your bank account, and uh, you're probably doing pretty well for the future. You're probably doing pretty well in your retirement, which is going to start way earlier for a disgruntled wide receiver than for most people in the workforce, but. Dale Tondrick is here to help build a plan for you that makes sure that you're comfortable in retirement. Make sure that you are on the right track and investing your money in the right bins and making sure that you are, uh, that you are compounding and, and building that wealth year after year. So if, if you're unsure about your finances or even if you just want a face to face meeting with someone who spends his life thinking about this stuff, Stop by Dale Tondrick's website, myinvestingcoach.com, and find out what he can do for you. Or give him a call, 952-401-1671. 952-401-1671. Let's also talk here for a brief moment before we come back and talk about uh, John Krasinski's great story in The Athletic yesterday, detailing KG's falling out with the Timberwolves and who is really to blame for this. Federated Insurance was once again named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune the second year in a row. It's just a great place to work. Uh, it's a great place to work if you are, uh, or I should say it's a great place to uh, partner with if you are a business owner as well. And you can find out more about how great of a workspace it is and how great of a place it is to partner with if you're a business at federatedinsurance.com. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, Federated has been helping business owners for over a hundred years in industries like auto services, cabinet and custom woodworking, retailers, wholesalers, contractors, dealerships, funeral services, machine plastics, and tooling. You can find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. You know, when something bad happens to the company that you built, you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Peace of mind. Again, federatedinsurance.com. If you want to find more information about uh, the industries and if you want to find your local federated representative, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just one moment. But first, you can join Score North's Rami Maklop and Team KSDP at this year's JDRF One Walk to create a world without type 1 diabetes. Saturday, February 22nd, join our team or donate to Team KSDP over at scorenorth.com, keyword JDRF. Boys, I know we're about to talk wolves in just one second. 
and Rami pointed this out earlier. Did you guys hear Amin Al Hassan this morning on the Levitard show? Just I just did tearing cat apart. Yes. He tore cat apart, but he also tore the wolves apart with this quote. The Timberwolves, if it weren't for the Knicks, we'd talk about them as the worst team in sports. They've made the playoffs one time since 2004 when they got knocked out in five games rather unceremoniously. But even if you look at their pre-2004 history, uh, that was the only year they made out the first round of the playoffs. And everything they had in their in their existence, they owed to Kevin Garnett. Without Kevin Garnett, this is by far the worst team in sports. So Cleveland's bad. It's up there, but they've got some competition. Can't really yeah. argue with him. No, he's he's spot on. The best price on everything golf is at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, February 21st through the 23rd at the Minneapolis Convention Center. All advance pay tickets come with 21 green fee passes. Go to minnesotagolfshow.com to buy tickets. Yeah. No, he's he's spot on. Actually, let's let's go down that path here for a second. And then before the segment's over, we got a little controversy in the good question standings that we need to get to here. I think I think we need to iron out policy before the segment's over here. And uh, then we'll get to write that down at 5 oh, o'clock. now we want to iron out policy. Listen, this is all okay. part of a process. What we okay. don't want to do here is set precedent, okay? Okay, Rob. I Manfred. think we've already set the policy for this, but we'll get to it. I think second. we did, too. I'll be curious, I, to, hear the case. I'll be curious to hear all, all, all the cases. But we'll get to it. Case law. I'm fairly positive we brought this up last week. So Amin hmm. Hassan, from a national perspective there, comes in and just drops a truth bomb and says, just to summarize, the Wolves have been around for 30 years. Kevin Garnett is the only good thing that really ever happened. And Flip Saunders, sort of by extension. And uh, they've only made it out of the first round of the playoffs once in those 30 years. They only have one playoff appearance in the last 16 years. So if it wasn't for the Knicks, we'd be talking about the Timberwolves as the worst organization in sports. And he's 100% right with all of that. And so if we all sit here and, uh, and, and we agree that those things are true about the Timberwolves and Glenn Taylor is the owner of the team that we're talking about. And he's been the owner since 1994. So it's not like he came into the party late. He's just, he's just been the owner for the entire dark period. Why is it that the narrative seems to shift on this KG versus the wolves thing away from Glenn Taylor and over to KG? That's what I can't figure out. And I think Johnny Krasinski did a wonderful job in his athletic article earlier this week of sort of laying out both sides of this. But the Wolves sort of paint the picture this way. Hey, we love... Guys, one second. Hmm. Stefan Diggs just tweeted. Okay, hold on. Just a second ago. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Let me hit the breaking news. All right. the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. Dot, 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 dot. Stefan Diggs. We need like a Stefan Diggs ago. dramatic tweet alert. I thought I we agree. were using the Rami alert system for that. Here, let me hit this again. Eon! Eon! <laughs> I thought... I thought that was the agreed upon alert for right, Stefan Diggs we'll, tweets from we'll, Noah. We'll use that. I need an Can interpretation you re- 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 too. Re- read that again. You got to know the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. Dot 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 dot. I mean, he's yeah, he's right. So is he saying? But is he saying that the things he deleted on Twitter have been constructive criticism of the Vikings, not destructive, and we don't all understand? No, it? I interpret this, and again, I he could be watching a movie and live tweeting it for all we know. Right sure. Now. I have no idea what's going through his Could head. Could be a relationship. But I take it to mean, hey, coaches are telling me this, and they think it's constructive, but it's really destructive. 
And uh, or, now, now I'm going to go play for the Patriots. Or have his tweets been trying to incentivize the Vikings somehow to do something different, and now he's getting pushback, and he's like, no, I'm being constructive. I'm not being destructive. I'm the best. I'm, I'm one of the best players on this no, team. I, I like that better than my uh, interpretation. And that you don't That's understand that I'm smart. Because here's the thing about Diggs that I will give him. He's a really smart dude. Like, this is not a dumb tweeting fool. He's a pretty, he's a bright guy. He's bright, but he also sometimes he likes the drama. I think he has, I think his IQ is very high. I think his EQ is probably more toward average, like in terms of his ability to Fair just enough. channel his emotions. But and, there's definitely an intent behind these right. tweets. Whether the intent is for all of us to go, what does it mean? Or if he really is trying to voice some displeasure with his current place of employment. There's definitely an intent. There's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. And the reason very well could just be that he likes getting a rise out of us. Maybe he listens to Score North and he likes the Rami alert system and he just wants to hear. I don't know. Do you think Stefan Diggs has the free Score North app on his phone? He should if he doesn't because I don't care how much money you make. If it's free, it's me, guys. If it's free, it's me. Yeah. Give me three. Apple. It's a really good question. Google Play Store. Go get it. Stefan Diggs clearly listening to Score North on his subscribe rate device. and review, Stefan, if you are listening. We need more guys like Gronk who are just stupid and like to take their shirts off. <laughs> hey, here's me no. on the beach with some with, I with some girls that. I like. No, I don't want that. Yeah, but at least those guys are easy to interpret. <laughs> hey, he's a meathead. Yeah, you, it's Gronk. He's a meathead. Like you always know what George Kittle is thinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wonder if wrestling's on tonight, because if it's not, I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> exactly. Travis Kelsey. I'm, yeah. I'm back in Iowa. This is going to be great. I'm going to go to the bar. Julian Edelman's that way, too, right? Yeah. The Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Do you remember? <laughs> Speaking of Instagram. Do you that was the greatest. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. So, all right. Well, we'll keep on high alert for more dramatic Stefan Diggs yes. tweets. Whenever you hear this noise, <laughs> you know that Stefan Diggs has tweeted something cryptic. And we will be the first to report it to you on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. So just like my Wolves question to you guys is the Wolves stance on this KG thing, having his jersey retired by the Celtics, mm-hmm. is, hey, well, we'd love to retire KG's number. He just needs to quit pouting and let bygones be bygones. Mm-hmm. But KG is basically saying, without directly saying, call me when the worst owner in the NBA next to James Dolan is no longer the owner of the Timberwolves, and I would love to rekindle my relationship with the fans in the organization. And I don't like if that's his stance. I'm not exonerating him for for being hard to work with behind the scenes sometimes, or for being maybe overly dramatic. But I do see his point of view, and I'm not going to just put all this on him. I think there's things he could be doing differently, and Absolutely. maybe he could value his relationship with the fans better and show up to a game once in a while and let bygones be bygones to some extent. But let's not lose sight of the ball here. Glenn right. Taylor does not deserve to just be completely let off the hook for the organization's last 25 years or for the relationship being what it is with Kevin Garnett? I feel as if Glenn is being defended um, by people as if he's a good basketball boss. Like, oh, you got to understand where Glenn's coming from and all this. And to me, that's the start of the conversation. It should be, the Wolves should almost be apologetic and say, Kevin is being stubborn, but our boss is one of the worst all time who's ever owned a team, and we know that. But when's that press release coming? But it's your but it's your turn, Phil. Self aware, right? Like there's no self awareness. We're acting like this is this is hothead basketball player, or in this case, former player versus NBA owner. 
you know, if this is the bus family and they had their problems, but they own the Lakers, you know, if they, but if this is a really good ownership group, then I'd be like, yeah, you know what? It's back and forth. There's a problem here. But the Wolves, I think, should almost approach this from a position of, we're really sorry. We are the Wolves. We're not well run. What can we do here? But I feel like there's this defense of of Glenn as if he's a good owner. And he's I don't think anybody can make not. that argument. I don't think anybody can make the argument that Glenn Taylor has been I agree, but what a I'm good saying owner is, of a professional sports franchise. Like Johnny franchise. Story points out. Stefan Diggs just tweeted again. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, <laughs> so now he's fast and furious. Keep God first. Dot, 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 dot. That's it? That's okay. it. That's the whole tweet. All right. Keep God first. First, okay. His use of I'm a big ellipses guy. Yeah, the yeah. dot dot dot. Yeah. I love the dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. He overuses the dot dot dot. I agree. The first sweet response: Get off of social media and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't Have the Patriots <laughs> slid into the uh, replies yet? I haven't seen that. Why wouldn't it just be keep God first? Period. I'm gonna have to keep a tab open just for Stefan Diggs tweets the rest of the show, guys. The dot 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 implies there's more. There's, there's more, right? Or there's hidden meaning, which would be, I'm thinking about moving. Dot dot dot, and then there's intrigue. But just keep God first. The dot 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 is to maintain some level of mysteriousness. Right? Hold on, guys, we missed a couple. <laughs> um, two minutes. Well, the one I read five minutes ago. You got to know the difference between constructive criticism. And destructive criticism. Two minutes ago, these days you have to take things with a grain of salt. Dot dot dot. One minute ago, you can hit the at the end of the day, life is all about perspective. And then just within the last minute came keep God first. So he's on rapid fire right now. Stay tuned, because there might be more stuff that Means nothing. This sounds like it's getting farther and farther away from football. Are we going to get a Judd cryptic tweet during the show today? We haven't gotten one. Did, sure. you, did you ever follow up on the first I'll, one? I'll put one out. No, because that's the thing. It's a mystery. Sometimes you got to go rapid fire. Apparently, though. Think about. I've never done. I've never done rapid fire. Seven hours ago, life's too short, man. Think about adding the about dot 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 or not to certain trivial phrases that, like it it. Like, if Jeb were to say, if Jeb were to tweet something like, hmm, maybe it's time to go home, or hmm, maybe it's time to go home, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Okay, now he's listening to us. Because he's just tweeting tweet after tweet after tweet. <laughs> Sending love and light to everyone, <laughs> dot, dot, bless up, prayer hands. If he wants to get our thought, his thoughts on a show, call it's, in. it's a lot easier than tweeting it out. You just call in, Stefan. 651-646-8255. Okay, I think I got it. I think I did, I think I did the math here. Are these lyrics to a song? No, no, no. Here's what I think happened. Okay, so five minutes ago when he tweeted, these days you have to take things with a grain of salt, dot, dot, dot. I think he's starting down the path of saying that we're being trolled by his tweets. Because the grain of salt would go to all the Instagram stuff coming off from the Vikings. At the end of the day, life is all about perspective, i.e., Vikings fans and people like us don't have perspective because we're so absorbed by football. 
keep God first, which is clearly not what we're doing. And then <laughs> sending love and light to everyone. Yeah. Bless up. Yeah. yeah. I think this is basically saying you've been trolled. <laughs> I'm just guessing here, but it sort of, it does add up. Hmm. <laughs> we need to, we just need a 24 hour Stefan Diggs tweet update desk here really at Score do. North. We really, really do. Just throw it over there at one o'clock in the morning. He's tweeting again. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. You're listening to the Diggs, D I G G S, 1500. Yeah. 651-646-8255, Stefan, if you want to chime in on the show here today. <laughs> Should we get to the controversy? Oh, did, you yeah. guys, did you guys have any other final Wolves takes, or was that properly derailed? I w- I'm just, I would like to see the Wolves not act like they are on an even par with KG. Is that fair? That's a that's a really interesting way of putting it. I don't and I, think that they are on the plane of KG, and I think they're acting like this should be an even, even conversation. But he, the other thing, too, is, and this is something that I it drives me nuts every time I see it. I think the Wolves and Glenn Taylor feel like, well, we paid him $200 million in his career and made generations of Garnett's rich. So doesn't he owe a little something back this way? To which I would say... Literally everybody would have paid Kevin Garnett $200 million between 1995 and 2007. Everyone would have. And maybe you could say, well, but they gave him the big contract before anyone else did. And so, okay, well, then you paid him $200 million and somebody else would have paid him $180 million. He didn't, it wasn't like you paid him $200 million when nobody else would have paid him anything and therefore he owes you something. His value, based on the economics of the NBA and him being one of the greatest basketball players on the planet, Warranted him making two hundred million dollars over ten or twelve years. Do we know so, how concrete the promise was for ownership when he came back the second time. That's the big missing loop here. We know that, and John Krasinski's reporting and Doogie yesterday on the scoop. We know that Flip and KG had had most of the conversations about everything about life, about coming back to the Wolves, and about a potential ownership stake at some point. Now, there's also questions because KG was being. KG was suing a financial advisor and like, claimed he had $77 million stolen yeah. from him. Yes. So there were questions and probably still are questions about how much money he actually has and is he able to buy in on a big enough level to be a majority owner or have a big influence in an organization. <laughs> but we don't really know to what extent Glenn Taylor caught wind of these conversations between Flip Saunders and Kevin Garnett. But I would I would think at some point along the line, if you're Glenn Taylor and you know that this is the relationship to preserve, I need to know what has he done. Like, and I don't I don't care. Like, you rolled the red carpet out for KG's family once at the game. Like, I like has Glenn Taylor ever flown to KG's front door and knocked on it and said, "We're going to spend six hours ironing this out." I don't think KG opens the door. Not now. Here's my here's here's where I think the narrative gets taken in the wrong direction. Let's say that Glenn and Flip agreed, okay, when Kevin's done playing, he's going to get, I don't know, take your pick of stock, 10%, 15%. Mm-hmm. And then let's say Kevin got ripped off and lost a ton of cash at that point in time. Well, as Flip was sick and then dies, it's up to Glenn then to go to Kevin and say, what can I do for you? Hey, if you can't buy the team or help me buy that is absolutely fine. I Flip did a lot of work, though, to get you back here, and it's my job to preserve that now. So if you can't buy the team, that's fine. And if you can't buy 10%, that's fine too. But what can I do so we never get to the point where where we have a falling out again? 
Because I think where it gets confusing and where people buy in is, well, all these promises were made by Flip and, and Glenn didn't know what they were. I guarantee you, though, the one thing that Glenn knew was Flip told him, don't bleep this up again. And he did. And so let's say he couldn't buy the team. That should not be the reason why he will no longer go near Glenn Taylor. Mm-hmm. Glenn should have gone to him at that moment and said, that's fine, Kevin. What can I do to make you happy? And by the way, if you want to stick around and be involved and you can't own a piece of the team, dude, stick around and be involved. You are the most important single figure in the history of an organization that is awful. And so I get frustrated by the whole thing of, well, what was promised to Kevin and what fell apart? That was purely on Glenn to find out what those things were and to make them work no matter how. And if it involved finances that couldn't be met, that's fine, too. It also didn't help that the guys that Glenn Taylor hired to keep the organization afloat and to try and take it to the next level are two of the most obtuse, antisocial human beings in professional sports in Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden. Like, just two guys, when you think about relationship-building great humans. Flip Saunders is at the top of that list, and Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden are not. Sure, but if you're go, but if you Glenn and you go to Tom and Scott when you hire them and say, Kevin is going to be involved, I want you to be good about it, and I want you, you know, they're being paid by Glenn. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to the controversy here. And by controversy, I just mean, I feel like we need to reset some ground rules in the good question standings that we keep track of here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan, do you have the tape here from Score North Live weekdays, noon to two, available? That people around the league notice and are saying essentially the same things about Carl Anthony Towns as you're saying to us here today. We had Brian Windhorst on last week. He essentially said some of the same things. If they do decide that this plan is not going to work in a year from now or whenever they come to that conclusion, what is the value of Carl Anthony Towns on the trade market? That is a great question, and it's one that I don't think anybody's going to answer right now. Mm. That was that Nick, Nick Friedel from ESPN. That is a ESPN. great question. And there is no debating that that lived up to the standard by which we have drawn mm-hmm. the rules up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, sure has. That, that was a great question. And I think here's Thank where you. I stand on Twice this. Twice now okay? somebody has called it a great question. Thank you. If it, if it, Wherever it originates from, if we open the gates and it makes its way onto Mackie and Jeb with Rami right. between 4 and 6 o'clock, yes. as it just did, Thank you. And it's not one of our full-time... It's not like Derek Wetmore and Fort that, Myers, What was that okay? noise that he just made over that there? Was, what was that? Well, what, Jonathan, what's your stance here? What was that noise? That... The way... The reason we played it because we want to settle this controversy. I don't think it's... A, we're playing it because we're building off the question or building off the talker. I think that has to be part of it, no? We, we can't said, just play it to play it. We said if it makes it to air on Mackie and Judd with Robbie... Yeah, well... That it counts in the standings. And so... Yeah. I'm going to count it. I don't want to. I, I brought wanna, it to I air. I don't want to suppress great questions. Thank plus, you. Plus, it was only Rami's second in the first two months of this. So you know. <laughs> so hold on a second, though. So <laughs> and your backhanded compliments. <laughs> so the current standings are what? Uh, Judd, you have a four to three to two I got lead one yesterday on from me Pelicero. and Rami. That's right. By the way, we need to talk about that. You got one from Pelicero. Yeah, but that's, that's a tough one to get. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, that's, that's a tough, tough one, one to get. Yeah, Tom okay. doesn't just hand those yeah. out. That, that's high praise for me, but. Okay, so the rules are if we get a great question that we can document during bring it to the during show. show hours. So bring like I show. can't be I can't be taping a conversation unknowingly with a person outside the studio. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up. And then I've got my tape recorder and I'm like, Hey guys, look at this. My mechanic said great question. I was on the phone a couple weeks ago with the cable company that I was sort of half breaking up with. I was keeping the internet and getting rid of the cable and I was asking a couple questions. Cord cutter. And on the phone, the woman said 
That's a great question. Right. Let me answer it for you. And it's, <laughs> it has me thinking about recording all conversations. Yeah. I think just to make sure bit. that. Well, hold on a second. So this is only radio. I mean, so, but if it's. No, it's only an interview form. Well, wait, but if you're interviewing somebody on a podcast, it's not airing. You know, let's say it's a twins podcast or something. Yeah, you're you're talking to Jake DePew. Yeah, and he's, he's not he's not a full time. And he goes, "Great question. Does that does that count? Where are we going yes. on? It counts. Yes. Okay. The only people that don't count are people that are full time here, are regular on the mic. But it has to and, be a score or adventure. Honestly, if it makes its way to the Mackie and Judd with Rami show, I think we should keep it open for interpretation. Oh, this is listen. Be, if this if, is if Judd's wearing this a wire at the grocery house. store, okay, I might go on wire from now. Be ridiculous. If, if Judd's wearing a wire at the grocery store and he walks up to the deli guy and says, "Hey, you guys ever make those uh, those cuts of ham a little thicker?" and the guy said, "It's a good question." You know, we thought about it, but people happen to like the. So if I got a wi- if I got the you're wire, wearing a wire and you pick up the audio and okay. it airs on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is a point for you. Yeah! Because you have asked a good question. And that is the goal. We are curious people who right. look to ask good questions. I know we don't have time to air this out, but you just brought up a sore spot for me, which is the deli counter at my local grocery store. They are so, so rude and so mean to me whenever I go there. And then so nice to my girlfriend. Like, what? You, no. I don't want the stuff in the case. I don't want the stuff that's already been sliced in the case. So I ask... For them to slice some fresh, really thin. And they always either give me attitude, or the other day she actually looked at me and said, we close our slicer at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, no, wait you- a second, wait. So you're you're saying when you go to the deli, and they've, got the, so- they've got the meats that are sitting out yes. in the glass, yeah. that you ask them to go find Ask them to slice. It's back. too thick. The stuff in the glass is too thick. That's and really all- high maintenance. And all- What do you mean high maintenance? That's what a that's what a deli counter is for. I like these for. people. I like these people. <laughs> what? Oh, I like them. Here's why. What? After two days on, on the gram, I'm so bored. <laughs> Give me Twitter every time. I like people that get in your face that are mean and spiteful and vengeance. Those are way more and I'm fun. I'm always super polite. I'm always hey. How's it going? Yeah, Can but I they, please? But they, yeah, and but then, then you they, ask for something. Yeah, they know you're overcompensating because you're about to ask them to do something that's But my girlfriend asks for the same thing, and they don't, they don't give her any attitude. Yeah, I bet they talk about her behind her back when she leaves. <laughs> yeah. I bet Phil's right. I got. Why I, can't you guys just take what's in the it's deli? A serious, thing? It's a serious problem. I hate going up to the deli counter now. Like I feel like I I have this anxiety now every time I go up to the deli counter because I know I'm going to catch attitude. Right. Is that Stefan Diggs on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, sadly. Someone not. just called. I thought it was Stefan Diggs. I'm just saying, like, if you're asking them to go, like, they they put those big blocks of meat out for a reason. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's with, their job. What's for wrong the with them? I don't want what's already been sliced. I want fresh sliced, and really, I want really I want thinner slices than what you got out there. I don't want some big thick. So hold on a second. Ham. So one, you don't want what they've got out there, and two, you want them to slice it in a different way than their slicer. I want it thin. I want it thinly sliced. Is that is that wrong of me? They have a sign up that says if you want if you want it sliced thinner, just ask. Sounds like you're paying. Don't put a sign yeah, up if you're yeah. Gonna... You can ask, but that doesn't prevent them from giving yeah. you attitude for being high maintenance. I don't know. It's a real sore spot for me. Clearly. Mackie and Judd with high-maintenance Rami here on Score North okay. and the Score Untrue. North app. Untrue. See why they're mean to you. And we'll get to write that down predictions and an accountability session when we come back here to the TCL studios where, what do we got on here right now? Happy uh, 33rd birthday to Josh Reddick. We're watching 
uh, PTI right now, which uh, is one of Judd's favorite shows. The, the reason why Judd doesn't like the afternoon slot as much as the morning slot is because he has to miss all of his ESPN shows I in the afternoon. I love the anthology shows. Uh, but um, They're great. We uh, we got two fifty five inch TCL four K Roku TVs in here. If you do just a quick Google search of TCL TVs, or just just do a search of TCL TV reviews, you're going to find all kinds of rave five star reviews from credible publications like CNET and USA Today's Wired, and you can read through all of them, and you can find out why people are raving about the picture quality, the connectivity. And just how easy it is to toggle back and forth between your streaming channels and your cable and satellite channels. If you're a cord cutter like me, you get access to the most streaming options of any TV on the market. TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer in the Twin Cities, Judd. Thank you, Phil. I want to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave and the Walgrave Real Estate Team and their guaranteed sales program. And right now, you know, we've been talking about throughout this show about people who might be on the move, right? Maybe you've been traded by your team. Maybe your coach has been fired. Or maybe you're a disgruntled NFL wide receiver who can't wait to get out of the Twin Cities. But, of course, you've got a home here, and perhaps you're going to be traded. And if you are, that means you're going to be selling your home this spring or summer, and you're looking to sell your home as quickly and easily as possible because you don't want to spend any more time here or, let's just say, the stress of the move, right? Well... My suggestion is that you uh, you contact my friend Jason Walgrave and the folks from the Walgrave Real Estate Team, and you check out their guaranteed sales program. That's right. I said guaranteed sale, not guaranteed offer, because we hear about guaranteed offers, this and that, guaranteed offer. In fact, we see bus boards in town, guaranteed offer. Well, Jason Walgrave said that's all well and good, but I'm guaranteeing the sale of your home. All you have to do is go to jasonsguarantee.com. That's jasonsguarantee.com. Click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. You'll be glad you did. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami, and this is. 5 o'clock on Wednesday, which means write that down predictions and an accountability session brought to you by Judd Zolgad. Our friends at the Walgrave Real Estate Team, which will guarantee the sale of your home. That's right. I said guarantee. If you're thinking about making a move and selling your home, all I need you to do is go to jasonsguarantee.com and click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. And thanks to Jason and the Walgrave Real Estate Team for sponsoring. Write that down. Nice. All right. All right, and uh, as usual, we and we'll get to him in a second here. We bring in a loyal listener of the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show to make predictions on behalf of the listener group, and uh, Justin will be the guest predictor this week. So we'll get to him in a second after we go through our accountability session. And if you're new to the segment, we make three predictions each. We go around the room and we keep track of all of our predictions, sports related, sometimes non sports related. They all must be quantifiable. In some form, it is the Carl Anthony Towns is the man rule that we put into effect about four years ago. It has to be quantifiable or it is not an allowable prediction. We have batting averages and we keep track of home runs. And let's start with Judd Zolgad here. Get your comeuppance first. You said Eddie Rosario will be traded by the Twins this offseason. Technically, it's still the offseason if it happens. Nah, we'll reverse I, no, this, that's but very fair. Doesn't look, like, fair. doesn't look like it's going to happen. You're correct. You said Tom Brady will call it quits after the 2019 season. 
It would be a major about face if he called it quits at this point. No attention to. Yep. And then we missed this one. You at one point. So what was the the scandal with Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman? That yeah, they got um, the, they they got their kids into colleges illegally of some sort or what? Uh, uh, and so they both got in trouble. Yeah, they were like this was a long time. This is ages ago. Weren't they like they were like somehow plugged into people that could yeah get make them the scholarships or something? Matter, right? Yeah. Oh, you have an 18 there on your ACT. What if we made that one a two? And it's now 28. Yeah, that's good. And you predicted that Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman would not serve any jail time, but Felicity Huffman did oh, serve yeah. jail time. Yeah, and Lori Laughlin is fighting. Like, And because she's not taking the plea, it looks like she could face real jail time. Yeah, like, how many years? Jail time? I don't know. Is Stamos going to go with her? I don't think so. What about the, the two little twins, Alex and Nikki? <laughs> Was that actually their name? Yeah. The Olsen kids could go, too. By the way, those twins, that was the only acting job they ever did until Fuller House. Oh, did, were they, they on that? They came back really? as oh, older did. kids on Fuller House. Really? And they are not good actors. <laughs> Who would have imagined that? Yeah. <laughs> Just can't believe the Olsen kids didn't come back. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, by the way. Like, are, You're too busy to make one damn cameo Dude, appearance? and billionaires. Yeah, but, they're literally billionaires. Oh, Bob Saget's come back, rich too. Yeah, he's come back not and as make rich it, as they are. Right, but why not come back and make a you know be on one show? And it's by, by the way, you only need one because right. they didn't use I'm both a of them. Billionaire, I'm not coming back to do your low budget Netflix sitcom. Low I'm budget, sorry. yeah. You know what? <laughs> I take umbrage at that because I think shows like that. Now that that was not my show, but shows like that are cool. Yeah, it's not about come the back money. For one. Yeah. It's, it's your legacy. The and only come back thing, for one. The only thing people know you for is that show. I, I get that you're fashion moguls, but no one knows like what. Okay, congratulations. So I you made a pair of ripped jeans. Know or not, I'm a billionaire. Right. Go ahead and not know. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. You like whatever. that? Cool. Whatever. All right, Jonathan Harrison, the reigning defending batting champion. You had one prediction come off the board. We must have missed this one a week ago. You said the Twins will make a trade for a starting pitcher. By opening day, so we'll give you a, yeah. give you a point there. By the way, Jonathan was getting all sassy when we were uh, yeah. we yeah, were we, we were on the same document. And we were typing back and forth, and and uh, he referred to himself as the defending batting champion. To which I said, "Okay, let's put this on the poll. More fraudulent batting champion: Jonathan Harrison, 2019. Write that down, or Jose Altuve, 2017, American League." It's I mean. Close. No, because Altuve was stealing the champion. We just like handed it over to Jonathan. We just like we gave. We, like, we told him what, yeah, we what pitches were coming. Yeah, we basically yeah, gave well, it to that's him. That's true. Yeah, I agree exactly. We were tipping our pitches. <laughs> yep. like badly. He didn't need electronic you guys devices. Were yelling to, right. fastball yeah. right down the middle as I was getting ready to swing. Bull Durham. <laughs> Kevin Cosmic. Yeah. All right, Manny Hill predicted that Joe Kim Noah would retire at the end of the 2018-19 season. So a lot of time has passed, and I did read a story last week that Joe Kim Noah is trying to get back into the NBA. So Hilarious. has he filed his papers? No, and he's not retired. I love the fact you. I love the fact you predicted that. There was a there was a specific reason why I predicted that though, because it was like he was like with the Knicks and they bought him out or some some sort of. Yeah, he's decrepit, weird thing. but he's yeah. he's he's trying to get back in the in, in the NBA. So why? <laughs> You know what? Because you wrote it down that he was going to retire. <laughs> this is a big money. Dude. This is a Manny Hill conspiracy. Joe Kim Noah also has the free Score North app available for Apple and Android devices. <laughs> Rami, you had nothing come off the board this okay. week. I'm good with that. 
I had one come off the board. I said, wow. I said this four years ago. We have one coming off the board from four years ago I've, right now. I've had this is one of the wow. oldest remaining predictions in the Write That Down database. I said the Wild will go to a Stanley Cup Finals at some point with Bruce Boudreau as their coach. All right. Did not happen. Second round of the playoffs would have also been wrong. Uh, two listener predictions came off the board. Alec S. said the Wild would not trade Parisi, Spurgeon, Brodeen, or Zucker at any point in 2020 before the draft. And Dan C., our guest listener predictor from last week, said this weekend, this past weekend, both Dan and myself would climb the 53 stories in the big climb for LLS in less than 16 minutes. I don't know what his time was. Mine wasn't less than 16 minutes. <laughs> How long was it? I, I haven't checked my time, but I know it, I know it wasn't 16 okay. minutes or less. Right. Harder than last year because you didn't train? Um, somewhat, I think. I mean, to be totally honest, so I was for the 9 o'clock climb. They had like climbs at 9 o'clock, 9.15, 9.30, and there's like 50 or 60 people at each climb stop. And I was the greeter at the at the 9 o'clock one, so... Everybody else went first, and then I was like at the back of the pack. So, in fairness, even if I wanted to go fast, I didn't want to be rude and pass. Right? So, yeah, yeah, that would have been rude. That's why you didn't do it. <laughs> that is the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard. This, I could, could have totally broken sixteen minutes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. No. So, could have done eight minutes. Yeah, no, probably not that fast. So, anyhow, the batting averages going into this week's predictions are as follows. Uh, I have slipped from 400 to 385, but that's still good enough to lead Jonathan, who's batting 333, Rami at 308, Manny at 300, Judd at 267. The listeners are still over on the season, and the only two home runs hit so far this year are Jonathan Harrison. He has a two to nothing lead on all of us. In Write it down. You like writing things down. Category. Write this down. All right. We're going to go like this. Listener Justin is on the line. He's going to go first. And then we're going to go Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, myself. Justin, what's happening? Are you ready to fire away? Yes, I am. Hopefully we can get off the hitless streak here. Yeah, what's, are you looking to hit a couple ground balls? You taking big middle, swings or? or are you going to try um, and get a hit? Yeah, a couple of them are big swings, but mm. we'll see what happens, I guess. All right. Well, you're first out of the gate here, Justin. Write this down. You go first. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, this one makes me a little nervous after the Nelson Cruz reports today, but I'm going with Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson will both hit 40 or more home runs this season. Write it down. You like writing Did things have, down. I thought we had somebody predict that already, didn't we? I predicted that the Twins would have four 40 home okay. run hitters All right, that's what I'm in a forced of. home run. Okay. So if, if Justin wants to scale okay. that back to try and get a hit, he's welcome to. Write this down. All right, Judd, go ahead. Jose Barrios will win the Twins opener on March 26th in Oakland. I'm going to start off just with Ooh, a little... pitcher wins prediction. I'm going to go... Yeah, you know why? Because I'm, I'm 50. Wins are still very important to me. You like, <laughs> you like pitcher wins, but now you're on Instagram. It's uh, a great juxtaposition. Yes, it, yes, it is. I'm predicting a, a win, and I'm on the gram, okay? And by the way, it's the gram. Seth texted me that it's IG. That that can't be. No, we're changing. We're changing are the Are you saying verbiage. we're going to set the trend? Yes. It's so, definitely IG before it's the gram. It's obviously I've not the gram. IG. It's obviously not the gram, but Doesn't that's till gr- we got till we got to the party. Now of it's the, the gram. three of IG, Insta, and the gram. The gram rolls off the tongue easier than any of the other ones, Does right? It, though, yeah, it's not yeah. even a contest. I'm with Rami on this. 
I called the wife last night on the way Funny, home. Said, you guys are the I two joined the gram in this studio right now. <laughs> I said totally I joined. I joined the gram. I didn't say yeah. I joined Insta. Only, so of course, you guys are on the same page. The on only that. two guys over the age of forty, right here. I'm forty. Okay. Hey, still You're not over the age of forty. I am forty. <laughs> Write this down. All right, over to the reigning batting champion, Jonathan. Eddie Rosario will be traded by opening day, and Josh Donaldson will take the number of twenty jersey. Wow. A little bit of a parlay there. That's close to a forced home run, actually. I like that. That's a home run if that happens. No, but I'm I'm saying he he could have saved that for the home run. I like that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Manny Hill. Because it's the most New York Knicks thing ever... Tom Thibodeau will be the next New York Knicks. <laughs> I think you're right. Is I that think a he's thing right that's about happening that. right now? Yeah. Because it will be, it, yeah. they were talking about it on the jump earlier today. What? It will be the most New York Knicks thing his, ever to hire Tom Thibodeau. His agent, well now former agent, also Kat's former agent, is now the president of basketball operations for the New York Knicks. And if Tibbs coaches the Knicks, you know who's going to play for him. Jimmy? No, your guy Noah. He'll come out of retirement oh, and play yeah. for Tibbs. That's actually well, they, I think the Knicks bought him out, though, so I don't know if he can go back there. Come back! Because Phil Jackson... <laughs> come back! I'm with the Knicks now! Well, but Taj Gibson's there, so... Good for Tom Thibodeau if he, if he gets another... Well, at least, at least we know he won't be running the entire organization. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Rami Maclock. So at the end of last segment, I put up a Twitter poll. And it's, the question is, at the grocery store deli counter... Do you take what's in the case or ask for fresh sliced? Right now, ask for fresh sliced in the lead with 55%. I think more people ask for fresh sliced, and I'm going to predict that this Twitter poll will indeed bear that out, that more people ask for fresh sliced meat at the grocery store deli counter. So you're saying at the completion, of the, at the completion of the at, poll? At the completion of this poll at 4.50, whatever, tomorrow, more people will say that they ask for fresh sliced. Then take what's in the case. Okay, I'm a, I'm a little uneasy about early results already coming in here and it leaning toward what you thought. So this is very much a round hours hours left. Spend all night creating bot and do they on and <laughs> clicking yes, yes, yes. And do people actually have the stones to go in and ask for, for it? Because of course you'd say, oh, give me fresh slice yeah, it, on yeah. a Twitter poll. But then are they really going to show up at the deli counter and say fresh slice? I don't think it should be that big of a deal or an inconvenience. You work at a deli counter. I think That's it's, your job. Oh, now it's no big deal to work at a deli. Counter, huh? well, people are driving home right now. I'm done with that. No, shop. I'm saying that's not an inconvenience to you. Alienating our audience. That's your job. How is that an inconvenience? You're being awfully condescending right now. Okay? <laughs> write this man. down. You're making me sound like a lover. <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> write this down. All right. Stefan Diggs, sometime between now and the NFL draft. Will like a Patriots-related tweet, oh boy. or I'll, instead of tweet, oh I'll boy. say social media post. He will click the like button on a Patriots-related social media post sometime between now and the NFL draft. Write this down. Just an innocent little, like, it, it could be anything. It could be a Patriots fan saying, hey, you'd look great in the Northeast playing with Tom. And he could click like. I'm sorry, Tommy. 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 Write this down. Come play with Tommy. Stefan, come play with Tommy. Write it down. You like writing things down. You have to be wicked awesome. (laughs) Gotta get digs. Gotta get digs in the house. Listener Justin, back to you. Okay, this one might be a little bit of a swinging bunt after the last few years, but Byron Buxton will play in 100 games or fewer this season. That's unfortunate. Write that down. That's an unfortunate well, if, outcome. If that happens, hopefully it's the 
the the final portion of the season that he is still healthy. Care to strengthen it up by telling us why he won't play in one six or in one fifty? Oh, probably crashing into a wall. I'm guessing. Write that down. I like that Justin didn't take the bait from Judd there. Darn it. <laughs> turn, a home, turn a single into a homer. All right, back to Jonathan. Judd? No, no, it's me. Oh, sorry, yeah, Judd. Judd. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Go ahead. <sighs> Playing off the uh, Diggs controversy as well, Adam Schefter will have a report in the next week that Stefan Diggs wants out of Minnesota. Wow. So ESP, So this, this is going to take it up from Colin Coward, which is a nebulous thing at best, and you can't tell if he's like making something up from well, what he's observed. I, I, I know that he used to have, so he used to have John, like him and John Lynch are tight. Okay. So he does have like okay. little... But I'm saying so, this, but it's not really a credible reporter yet. Yeah. Schefter, so Schefter within the next week will come out and have a Stefan Diggs Related report that he wants out of the Vikings. Okay, so, I just love how Coward's just like, yeah, he, he wants out of Minnesota. Look at his Instagram. It's like, well, and the Adam Thielen line's the greatest. Yeah, Minnesota's looking to move off him for the right pick. They are. He's unhappy there. Look at his Instagram. <laughs> Adam Thielen of the Vikings every day is like, I love America. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Write this down. What does that mean? <laughs> I love America. <laughs> Why is he Balky from Perfect Strangers? <laughs> I love America! What happened? That is a great early 90s sitcom pull right there. Larry and Balky. Oh, By the way, Perfect, Perfect Strangers, I believe Perfect Strangers, wasn't that a spinoff? Didn't Family the Matters spin off yeah. of that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. All right, over to Jonathan. <laughs> Write this down. Jonathan, go ahead. Uh, the Wolves, I believe, have 28 games left this season. 29. The- 29, yep. they will win 12 games or less over the remainder of the season. So at most 12 games. Yeah. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's kind of a random one, gentlemen. The Penn State men's basketball team will make the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. Whoa. They're ranked ninth in the country. Yeah. Second place in the Big Ten. They're good, man. How many times have they even been to the NCAA tournament in their program history? <laughs> I think I could probably count on one hand the time that often. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Write this down. All right, Rami. Back to you. I'll go one further than Jonathan. The Wolves win at most ten games of the remaining twenty nine that they have left. Write that down. Okay. And we start to see the cat D'Angelo experiment implode. Write this down. Write it down. Right. You like writing things down. All right. That's not quantifiable, the second part. Just the first part. <laughs> it's okay. It's I hear you. Yeah. It'll be off the I got the you. Note. Well, I'm going to piggyback off both of those things and tell you that the Cat D'Angelo experiment will not implode because Cat will play five or fewer games the rest of the season as the Wolves look to tank and keep Cat healthy. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write that down. All right, back to listener Justin. This is your last swing of the segment here. Make it a good one. Or lay down a bunt and just get the, list, get the listeners on the board. can't tell them what to do. Okay, the Iowa Hawkeyes men's basketball team will win the Big Ten tournament. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. I like the Justin's going like beating the Gophers in a championship game, which the Gophers don't score at all in the second half <laughs> after holding a convincing lead. All right, Justin. Thanks for coming on See the show. Any final words from you? Yep. Nope. Thanks a lot. It was fun. All right, cool. Appreciate it, Justin. Justin. All right, Judd. Back to you. All right, with all Write this, this down. with all, all this cat um, predictions going, I'm going to take a prediction I had 
for my third one, move that to next week and join in the fray. Carl Anthony Towns won't play again this season for the Wolves. Mm. So he won't play five games. He won't play any games. His season is done. And it's probably, it's if they do that, or even if I'm right, he plays like five games, it might be the smart thing to do. Because See, if, if, you, if, if you're right about D'Angelo and Cat, if they are right that those guys are going to be a pairing that takes this team to the next level, you should wait till next year to do it. But the problem is, what if you're not? Like, I want to find that. I'd want to f- try and find that out this offseason so I know what I got to do. Because that means another window is going to pass where you could have gone to plan B, whatever that is. And now you have to wait that much longer but, and the leash gets that much shorter with Wolves fans. But if you're right that that Cat at some point you're just going to have to trade Carl Anthony Towns. If you're right about that, you can still trade him a year from now and he has a couple years left on his deal and you'd still get a haul for him if if somebody wanted to bring him on as like the B superstar. I don't know about that. I think getting and the other thing too, I Nick guess Friedel said I asked a great question today <laughs> and then followed that up with I don't know what his value is around the league. Write this down. So he asked a great question. He's like, I don't, I'm not even doing my job. I don't know what the value is. No, I think I think tanking this season in any other draft would be the best decision. It's a bad draft, so I could be a little bit on the fence with that. But uh, back to Jonathan Harrison here. We've I think Judd's mentioned it a couple times. There's weird things going on with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. He will publicly state that he does not want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals before the NFL draft. So, He'll be the smartest man in America if he does that. Well, but I just want to clarify, you're saying he will publicly say it? Yes. So it can't or, be a Schefter report? No, he will say it. He doesn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. That's a home run if that happens, because if it's, if it's him saying it, it would be Write this down. much, much less likely. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Manny, final prediction from you. Last one from me this week, gentlemen. The Timberwolves will trade their lottery pick this summer. Okay, so they will trade not the not the Brooklyn pick that they have. The their own they will trade their own lottery pick. They have. Write that down. Write this down. Back to Rami. Your final prediction. Remember when Cat said that you can speak things into existence? Just speak them, and the universe, the universe will hear you and give you what you want. I'm gonna try and speak something into existence. Freshly sliced meat. No. <laughs> Just give me it. Fresh slice of ham. <laughs> Where's a sizzler thing when you need it? I do like when they, if you ask them for a sizzler. <laughs> if you ask them for it freshly sliced, if the, if you have a good deli counter person, they'll bring over the first slice and let you taste it and be like, is this thin enough for you? Now that's a great deli counter experience. That is a perfect deli counter experience. Unlike huffing and puffing and like giving me the side eye and stink face. And then, like, taking six hours to do it just so I'd never ask you again. Anyways, Rob Manfred. He's not bitter at all. Rob Manfred will not be the Major League Baseball commissioner by opening day. Wow. By, by opening, opening day. By opening day 2020. Woo. This fire will continue to burn to the point that Major League Baseball makes him the scapegoat and gets him out of that office. Okay, are I you, want to save that for a home run, Rob. I mean, that's a good one. That is a home run. If... Are you just? Are you just? Are you hunting for a home run here? Or do no, you actually I'm believe tra- this could happen? I'm trying to speak it into existence, okay. like Carl Anthony Towns did with bringing D'Angelo Russell here. That's fair. I'm going to speak it to the universe. Okay. And try Write to make it down. It you like writing things down? Write this down. All right. Final prediction here, and I know that I, I was I was poking at you earlier, but I really believe in Rami Makhlouf, mm. and I'm going to say this. Write this down. Okay. Write this down. Rami 
will win the Good Question Championship wow. on Mackie and Jebel wow. Rami by the end of the year. Strong vote of confidence. Rami will come Thank from you. behind, and he will have the most good question, uh, I guess, points. What's he going to do, like bribe people? He's going to turn out he's doing the garbage can thing? Are you I'm, I'm also just cheat? trying to psych him out here so that he... But you does this mean projects. like? But Phil, does this mean like if you and Rami are tied, you're gonna like purposely throw? Yeah, it's good. You're gonna purposely yeah. like ask bad questions to make or, sure that or Rami tell wins. a guest to say great question to a Rami question. I mean, Phil has manipulated this game before. We've seen it happen. <laughs> We've we seen were it at about 2017 Astros before. We did a remote that probably cost us thousands of dollars just so he could manipulate me. <laughs> he does have a track record. I don't necessarily write it trust down. You one. like writing things down. <laughs> Very Rob Manfred esque. You I mean, never know what can happen. I mean, this company spent thousands of dollars for us to go to Allianz Field, maybe hundreds of thousands. We don't know how much, <laughs> so that I would fall victim to write that down. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the plan. If you want to be a guest predictor like Justin was in this segment, you can become a guest predictor by just downloading the Score North app registering, and then go to Listener Rewards, and you can sign up. There's all kinds of prizes. In fact, on a regular basis, we're giving away tickets to local sporting events, concerts. We're giving away free food, free drink, free groceries, uh, studio sit-ins, your chance to be a part of Write That Down. But you got to have the Score North app. You can download it, Apple or Android devices, and uh, you can sign up to be part of Write That Down. When we come back, 10 days of Twins Talk and Rap with Royce. All right, we'll come. We're still arguing over delegate here. We'll we'll come back with more on that in a second. But let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota for a brief moment, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, dot com, where you can find all kinds of great deals right now on pre owned vehicles. One thing that's uh, that's sort of fun to do if you're in the market or if you're just kind of sniffing around, you can get some really good deals on Toyotas that are maybe five, eight, ten years old, and maybe have eighty to a hundred thousand miles on them. But those things are going to still run for another decade. They might run for another 100-plus thousand miles because, A, Toyotas are durable, and, B, the service department at Luther Brookdale Toyota is the best in the Twin Cities, in my opinion. And uh, I was just out there a couple weeks ago just uh, checking out some of the new 2020 models, working on a little content series we're going to put out here on Score North in, uh, in a few weeks. But these wintry conditions are no problem when you have a safe, durable four-wheel drive RAV4 or a Tundra or a Highlander, and you can stop in, open until 9 o'clock tonight, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota.com. Minnesota sports fans, got something to say, something to get off your chest? Leave us a mic drop message on the Score North app. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. We'll get you back to the final segment of Mackie and Judd with Rami for the day in just one moment. But first, Score North has a brand new golf show, 10,000 Swings with Brad Cole and David Branstead. Two golf geeks breaking down the latest in golf culture around Minnesota and the latest stories on the PGA Tour. Find 10,000 Swings at 7 p.m. on Mondays on Score North on AM 1500 or on demand on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North mobile app over at scorenorth.com. Matthew Collar has an article based off something CBS NFL insider Jason Lockonfora wrote this week. He said that the window for the Vikings is slamming shut. So Collar analyzes whether that window is closed, whether it's open, and then he gives his conclusion as to how far open or closed that window truly is. The best price on everything golf is at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, February 21st through the 23rd at the Minneapolis Convention Center. All advance paid tickets come with 21 green fee passes. 
go to Score North or go to minnesotagolfshow.com to buy tickets. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Joe Dothrami. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. It's 10 days of Twins Talk on Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right, gentlemen, I got a... I got a question for you. Just as you project forward here, and we've we haven't even gotten to the spring training games yet, but six seven months down the road, and and the path ahead for the Twins, what is your ideal scripted scenario for the Twins this season? And would you like the Yankees to be part of it, or to what degree would you like the Yankees to be part of it? Like I get to map it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. If I get if I get to choose. The way this whole thing goes and ends, I mean, the best story—the best story—is if they go through the Yankees, right? That's that's the best. You slay the dragon, as Dave St. Peter put it on this very show here on Score North, and you can hear that on the Score North app. That's the best fairy tale. That's that's the best Hollywood script for this thing. Is that the team that's beat you thirteen straight games in the postseason is one of, if not the first or the last team that you have to go through to get to a World Series. So yeah, if I'm writing it up, yeah, I would I would say you go through the Yankees at some point. Yeah, I would prefer uh, not to have to go through them in the first round this time and see the Twins win a round at least and make an actual run to the American League Championship Series. So you got to figure with their pitching and their team that at some point in time you're going to have to play the Yankees in the postseason. But I guess if I was to do the perfect script for the, the 2020 Twins, I would find a way to avoid the Yankees in the opening round, play somebody else in the opening round, win that, and then let's say you've got to play them. It's going to happen at some point in time. Um, and actually, if I was to script it perfectly, and I don't even know, I'm trying to th- think out loud here about how it might unfold, what I would really like to see, what I would love to see, would be, and I don't think this is going to happen, but it, since it's my script, Phil, I would like yeah. to see the Twins play the Astros in the opening round and I would like to see the Twins beat the Astros, and in doing so, maybe throw a couple of pills at guys' um, rib cages <laughs> and hit them, and uh, cause perhaps a good bench clearing brawl in which Marwin Gonzalez decides that he's going to punch out a friend because he's turned on his old team. And so I guess it would be fun to see Astros Twins first round Twins win the first round. I don't think that there's a plausible script I can write that doesn't have you playing the Yankees at some point, but I'd rather yeah. not. I'd rather not do it in the ALDS. Yeah, I I would like to see the Yankees and the Astros play each other in the American League Division Series round because I think there's animosity there, and that would just as a baseball fan that would be really fun to watch. And then I would like to see the Twins advance to the ALCS on the other side of the bracket. The Yankees get the best of the Astros, and the Twins and the Yankees play each other in the American League Championship Series. And something and we've been talking about Kenta Maeda for a couple weeks off and on on the show. And, and uh, I think it was Jake DePew that texted me, go check out his lefty-righty splits and then go look at the Yankees lineup. Because this, these are the types of things the Twins do think about. Yes, you need guys that can get you to the postseason, but ultimately, and, and that's not a given, Like you, you have to play those six months' worth of games and you got to win 90-plus games to give yourself a shot. But you're also looking to build a team that can hold up against some of the best lineups in baseball. And mm-hmm. the Yankees have what? They've got a lot of really good right-handed hitters, right? They've got... They've got guys who hit the ball a mile, Giancarlo Stanton, etc. Kenta Maeda in his career against right-handed batters allows a 199 batting average and a 251 on base percentage and a slugging percentage of 339. That's like Matt Tolbert on a bad week, and that's his career against right-handed batters. 
Lefties are more manageable against him. Uh, 260 average, 330 on base, and, and they slug a little bit. But that's amazing to me. This dude has faced right-handed batters for the last four years, mostly in the National League, and they can't do anything off of him. And so I, I would love to see the Twins continue to tweak this thing and sort of Yankee-proof it a little bit. And it would be really fun if the story ended with the Twins finally slaying the Yankees, but not in the first round, slaying them as a gateway to get to the World Series. I think that would be that would be a cool story. Let's get to the the point too where, where they win the division first because I really hate spring training stories that start off within uh-huh. the first couple of weeks with Nelson Cruz got hit by his own teammate in the wrist. Yeah. Okay, Cody Stashak, you have one let's job. Let's stop with dude. that. Okay, you have one job, Cody Stashak. Don't hit Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, or any of the Twins. Hitters. I'm a big believer in steering away from things that that sort of create bad karma. You know, like. A teammate hitting Nelson Cruz in the wrist, by the way, that was the wrist that gave him all the trouble when he wasn't playing in 2019. So let's just take it easy. Dude, if they stay healthy, they're winning the division, though. No, I know, but I don't like stuff like today. It makes me nervous. I know. I get it. It tends to put me on edge. I mean, you panic over literally, like, if I know if Nelson Cruz would have had indigestion this morning, you'd be But you know sometimes I'm right. <laughs> You've seen it before. If you panic all the time, then... Uh, no, but I'm with. I mean, let's like, just not be doing that. Okay, I, I still. I think we're also at the still at the point in camp here where you're you're telling the hitters what's coming. And it's just a timing thing, so it's very possible that Cody Stashak told Nelson Cruz a fastball was coming, so he wasn't like caught off guard. And and, and we didn't see it, but and it was still a bad enough pitch that it hit him. Cody Stashak, dude, just we're not we're not asking for much here. Save okay? that for the Astros, man. <laughs> exactly. I got no problem if you heard an Astros player. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, on that front, it is like Giancarlo Stanton, the, the comments are up here on ESPN right now. He's saying, hey, a couple of years, because he won the MVP in the National League when he hit 59 home runs in 2017. And he's saying, listen, if if we would have known what was coming, and by the way, the Marlins in 2017, the Marlins, according to Brad Ziegler, who was their closer that year, he told, I think it was Sirius XM today, that they had a meeting before the season because the memo came down or sometime during the season and they went over as a team what was right, what was wrong, what can you do, what can't you do with technology. And so Giancarlo Stanton hit 59 home runs without knowing what was coming, unless he guessed right. He said, I would have hit 80 if I knew what pitches were coming. And he probably would have. You tell a guy like that, all right, hey, it's not going to be a slider low and away. You don't have to worry about it. He's probably going to hit 80, 85 home yeah. runs. I really didn't think there was any way possible that this fire would have spread over the four days off that I had. Like, I had, I unplugged from sports and social media. Literally did not look at sports, didn't look at any social media for two full days. And came back, and I was like, oh my, what happened? Who threw gasoline on this fire? This is amazing. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not, the, the only way it gets better is if Astros players get punished. But they can't get punished now. Because Rob Manfred gave them immunity, and the Players Association, it sounds like, had a hand Judd, in getting immunity for the players. Judd has some, said something along these lines before. If I'm Jose Altuve or Carlos Correa or Alex Bregman, one of the faces of this thing, I'm going to the league and saying, please suspend me. P- Suspension would be so much easier than what I'm going to have to face too, They're too arrogant to suspend say that, Suspend me. Please suspend me. Yeah, those guys have shown so little yeah, humility, have, though. Have fun when your hand gets broken or something gets broken. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem. And I don't. Here's the thing: people are so mad now. I don't trust. I don't trust someone not to throw at somebody's head. 
Like I'm, I'm to that point where I don't. Nick Markakis said they all need a beating. I know. Did he say beaning or no, beating? Beating. Go to the Score North live page. You'll see it's all the way on the uh, on the left side of the page there. A little on air production for you. He says beating. And yeah. It's a short sound. As in they need to beat. Um, I know how hard this game is. I know how hard uh, preparing for this game is, and to uh, um, to see something like that, it's 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 damaging to baseball. Um, you know, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. Yeah, and that's like a low level. Uh, as far I mean, Nick Markakis ain't exactly as you can tell a quote machine. Like I think he's <laughs> no seriously. I think he's a pretty laid back. You know, not not your Charles Barkley type of guy, right? Yeah. And he's saying that. Yeah. Anyway, I would prefer I I would go to Manfred if I was a player and say, put me in the equivalent of the baseball witness protection program. Uh, we're getting, by the way, uh, we're getting emails about Rami's Delhi controversy here. I don't see how it's a controversy. Well, you turned it into one when you confirmed the fact that you like to go to drive-ins, order, and then look through your yeah. Somebody said through the bag. Somebody said the person when who, I'm waiting behind you for my coffee. The person who asks for fresh sliced, I don't have the tweet in front of me, is the same guy who checks here. I have, I have it here. Give me one second. I'll find the tweet. Well, Bill emails and says, "Hey guys, nothing wrong with asking the deli guy to slice it fresh." When you go for fast food, ask them to put down new fries, and at Burger King, ask for your burger to be off the broiler. Ob, I mean, don't worry about the reaction. Enjoy the tension. Justin tweets: People who ask for fresh sliced are the same people that sit at the drive-through window and check everything in the bag. Don't we all do that? You're driving off without checking the bag. I don't check the bag. You I don't, don't check, check the, bag. the bag. I check it when I get home. What's get the point? Out of, of, get out of the way. What's the point of checking when you are you going to go food. back? It's fast food. Are don't you going to go slow. back? What's nope. the point of checking when you get home? Take what you get. Royce, where do you stand on this? When you go to the deli, Rami's getting dirty looks from his deli when he asks for the fresh sliced meat, not the stuff that's sitting inside the glass. I don't want what's already been sliced and sitting there, Pat. Uh, Well, I think if you're that persnickety, you should be allowed to be. (laughs) Thank you. If you want to be a pain in the ass, that's Thank you. Thank you. That's okay with me. I have no problem. But... uh, uh, Jonathan and I were uh, discussing the Stefan Diggs leaving Instagram Viking stuff, and we decided that the, it's either that he wants to leave the Vikings or that Judd has joined Instagram. Maybe that's why he's still signed off Instagram. Could I am unimpressed, Pat. It's hashtags. <laughs> it's cutesy stuff. There's no backbiting. There's no animosity. There's no hate. <laughs> I hate Instagram or the gram as I call it. Okay. Whoa, we actually have we, we yeah. actually have breaking NFL news right now. Let me. Let right. This is worthy the of the sound. Stephon Diggs has been traded where? No. Okay. All right, here we go. This is from this is from Adam Schefter, and it is a verified blue checkmark account. He says NFL playoff structure is about to be changed. Under the current CBA proposal, seven teams from each conference will make the playoffs instead of six. Yes. With only one mm-hmm. bye per conference, sources tell ESPN it would go into effect this season in 2020. More to come. Are, on they, doing some, are they doing some TV negotiations again? Because uh, this was everybody that they were sitting on this to uh, get a little more TV money out of people. So. I think next year is the uh, next round of negotiations for TV. Yeah, well, maybe this is an advanced uh, uh, move on that. But, I, I, you know, this was supposedly happening four or five years ago, and they waited and waited and waited. And, uh, and 
And, uh, you know, get us, uh, get us. So that means we get uh, that first weekend six games in, huh? Yeah. It's a triple hitter on Saturday, and you probably get a, oh. what, a Friday night game. Yeah, and, I was uh, just going to say, I wonder if you're going to get a Monday night game, Pat. Uh, I don't, you can't make a team do that, can you? It's the NFL. No, they would. They would. They'd stack them up. It would be noon, three, and seven on Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah, but Monday night's a better TV night. Or yeah, they could Monday and they could say if you're the uh, you know the four and the five, uh, you know, it doesn't any respect, so you have to play on Monday night or something like that. You know, (laughs) something like that. I I don't know. Whatever that would uh, you know, whatever would uh, allow more players to be injured before they play the playoff game, that would be what the NFL would go. Is for. this is this I love digs though, man. Did you did they, people they must not have decided they must not have decided to give him back his two hundred thousand. I thought maybe they'd give it back to him as productive as he was, but uh uh he's uh you know, he's a he's a baby. He's uh well, he doesn't like his contract, obviously, right? He felt like he, you know, when Thielen turns around and gets as much money as him, he probably got mad about that. I mean, I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about contract. I don't think it's about contract or money. I think uh, this is my opinion, and I maybe I'm wrong. I think he looks around and he thinks, and I agree with him that he's one of the five or ten best wide receivers in the NFL, and he was targeted. 94 times, which is behind 45 other receivers, tight ends, and running backs last year, Pat. I just, I think he's just, I don't think he loves the fact that they've got these weapons and he's one of them and they don't really use them that often. So let's get this straight then. Yeah, uh, Stefan Diggs was much better off when Deep Lipo was the offensive coordinator, right? He threw the ball more, right? So bring back, he's available. Bring back Deep Lipo. That's, uh, that's what I say. Bring back the flip. Get the hashtag trending. He probably back. would appreciate that, yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, Dalvin Cook was not as big a star then as Stefan Diggs probably well, was. They were throwing t- You're right. By the way, that's going to be the next. That's going to. You think Dalvin Cook showing up this this uh, year without no. uh, getting the contract? No uh-uh. chance. And uh-uh. I wouldn't blame him as a running back. I wouldn't blame him. There's no chance. The dissension has started, boys. The window is shut. The yeah, window is shut. Unfortunately for them, they're in a crap division, so uh, they're uh, you know they could still uh, they could still go ten and six and win it next year when the Packers come back to reality. But uh, uh, they uh, it's it, it's it's all over but the shouting. But at least we got a young dynamic coaching staff. But <laughs> <laughs> who we bring in now? Who would we bring? We brought in somebody. Don Capers. Yeah, Don Capers. Oh, Capers. Capers. He's only sixty nine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Packers fans man. were celebrating. With, the Packers fans were celebrating when that happened. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, it's uh, boy, this baseball thing. I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to uh, a few of the uh, veteran guys who was or were around. This is unprecedented for the Major League Players Association to have guys calling out other guys. They didn't do it with steroids. They didn't do it with cocaine. Uh, I don't think if Marvin Miller or Don Fear was still around, they'd be doing it as violently as they're doing it right now. But uh, I got to think the owners are sitting back and cackling here that the union is splitting at the seams over this whole thing. What's the fix, Pat? Uh, Play ball. That's the only fix. Play ball. You cannot start suspending players because who are you going to suspend? What, are you going to throw darts? 
You know, what are you going to say? We think the only guy, the only player named in the whole report was Carlos Beltran, right? So who are you going to suspend? Who are you going to suspend? Well, I mean, there's play. I mean, players have flat out admitted that they were taking part in it. I mean, well, Alex Bregman and Marwin Gonzalez. Well, they've, they've sort of said, yeah, we're sorry we did it. But, uh, you know, what is there going to be a degree of guilt that you use to suspend players? I don't think you can do it. I think that's the only thing Manfred's done right in this whole thing. I don't. And by the way, what's interesting is. The Players Association obviously was given a heads up on this and obviously said, Don't be trying to suspend any players on this. So we're gonna we're gonna file grievances left and right. And now the uh, player now the for their fellow members of the union are screaming them about them not being punished. So well the players association is saying now because Rob Manford tried to push some of the blame onto them, they're saying, Hey, the first thing he came to us with was immunity. We never tried to stop suspensions, we just accepted it when he came to us with it. Uh, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that there were no other conversations going on. I, I don't buy that. I uh, I think there's uh, many liars in this thing, and uh, and uh, I would guess that the Players Association, you know damn well they would have raised hell if they tried to suspend these guys. And, and again, who are you suspending? Okay, you know. Oh, what are we going to count up? Garbage cans pounded, and then whoever had the most car pounded. I mean, somebody, yeah, somebody did do somebody that. Somebody already did that. Somebody did that. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah, I know they and did. It's Marwin. And by our way, Marwin, hundred games. They had a higher percentage of garbage cans than anybody. Yep. Highest bang rate. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Marwin, hundred uh, games. I, I don't. Th- I think the only thing you can do is uh, is uh, ride it out. Is I don't think you can start suspending people and. Uh, and the pitchers start throwing at him, throw him out of the game. Will, will, will Rob Manfred still be the commissioner in two years from now? I don't think he'll be the commissioner two months from now. Although the one thing is he, that he has in the past been able to deliver uh, deals with the union, you know, so maybe they'll keep him around for that. But uh, I think that uh, there isn't really, uh, you know, I thought he was a dunderhead before he ever. Yeah, referred to the uh, World Series trophy as a tin can or whatever it was, <laughs> you know. And uh, but I, you know, I I agree with the people who think he's got a big basic problem. He doesn't like baseball, and uh, you know he's, he wants to change all this crap. And uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's a moron, I think, and uh, overmatched. And a lot of people didn't want him, but but railroaded him in, but. He would probably want his guy to get the job, and uh, and uh, it was uh, not working out too well. Yep. So, all right, Pat. Well, we will catch up with you on Friday, and uh, enjoy yourself uh, until then. All right, I will. See you all right, that is Patrick Royce. In 2019, if this current NFL playoff format that's going to go through was in the eight and eight Steelers and nine and seven Rams, are your representatives that didn't make the playoffs in 19 and would make it in 20? Okay. So Pittsburgh would have made the playoffs in the Rams. I mean, how many how many years? This is my only beef. I I like the fact that the NFL isn't like the NHL and the NBA, where just like over half the league gets in, and like you're just. I mean, there's, there's so just much money to no be shot. made by putting more teams in the playoffs. But how many? I'm with you. How many times have you guys thought, man? I can't believe that this team got snubbed from the NFL playoffs. There's always a Titans team that's nine. Yeah, there's going to be eight and eight teams in the playoffs almost every year now. The only mm-hmm. thing that I've ever thought about football is the seating makes no sense. 
But the teams, I've never objected. Like, I've never been like, oh, man, I sure wish that bad team could have been in the playoffs. I can't believe I'm the only one checking my bag before I leave the drive-thru line. Jonathan, are you checking your bag before you leave the drive-thru line? Causing me to have to wait. Don't you make sure that they got it right before you drive off? Sometimes. What's the point of even checking when you get home? And if they don't, then you complain that i got to wait longer. Former 